Welcome back to Holy Cowie Cubs Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. We are back after the last month of the year, kind of taking a hiatus. Full disclosure, it was not easy to get guests to talk about this, this pretty bad Cubs team. So we kind of took a break. The season is over. The free agent period is about to begin, and I thought it was a good time to have our old friend Jared Willis back on the pod, who writes for Forbes. And, you know, he has the access to the Cubs clubhouse and covered some games and covered the White Sox, too. I ask him a little bit about them but yeah we just talk about where do the Cubs go from here the collective bargaining agreement which is about to expire and there could be a work stoppage and obviously that's going to mess with the free agent period so yeah we just talk about all things Cubs is there any chance the reunion with the big three you're not going to like the answer to that if you want those guys to come back. But anyway, we'll just talk a lot about the Cubs. And without further ado, here is Jared. Jared, welcome back to Holy Cow. It's always good to have you on the pod. Thanks for having me. It's uh, always good to to be with you and talk a little baseball. All right. So uh, I haven't done a pod in a while for baseball because... Well, the end of the Cubs season was, let's say, anticlimactic. Uh, they were out of it since uh, July, and not much happened in uh, September. I mean, COVID outbreaks, but other than that, not much. So I guess we kind of just put that uh, the rest of that season to bed. So we've got the big questions coming into the offseason, mainly, how much are the Cubs going to spend? So I thought I'd ask you, what do you think the offseason is going to look like? Yeah, I mean, they they have a lot of holes to fill. Um, and so, but it's not realistic, of course, to think that they're going to go out and fill all or even most of these via free agency um, for a, a few different reasons. I mean, number one, I don't lately the Ricketts family's not shown any inclination to want to go out and spend money like that. Um, I think they feel a little bit like they got, they invested heavily in some big contracts early on, um, you know, things like the Hayward deal, the Darvish deal, and then felt this need to, to shed some of those contract dollars, which they did. Um, so there's that, but then there's also, you know, the collective bargaining agreement that expires, um, I think in right at the beginning of December. And so, you know, the big story of the off season is really going to be what, what happens with baseball Are these two sides can be able to reach an agreement. And so 
so much of what any team does, but especially the Cubs, really hinges on what the the new agreement looks like, how long it takes to 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 arrive at that, because um, that's going to drive some of what they do. You know, I'm of the mind for the Cubs that you can't you can't go into 2022 with the roster that you have now, just because, I mean, that, that, that would be an unwatchable baseball team. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they had, there were moments of good things in August and September, some fun little storylines like Patrick wisdom and, um, you know, Frank Schwindel and a couple, you know, a few little things like that, that are just sort of fun to follow on their own, but to watch that team as currently constructed over the course of 162 games, it would just is, mm -hmm. would be farcical. Like you can't, you can't do that. So yeah. there, I, I expect they're going to do something, but my expectations are pretty tempered given all of the circumstances. Yeah. And for one, the starting pitching, it's just not major league caliber. It wasn't like down the stretch last year. So. I mean, they can't roll out the same rotation they did last year. No, I mean, they definitely can't because, I mean, they don't, they don't even really have a full rotation right now. I mean, some of these young guys, the Keegan Thompsons, you know, they're, it's not realistic to think you can just roll them out for 150, 160 innings next year. You know, there's just, there, there's no way to know that they're even ready to do that. Um, just health wise, but also performance wise, who knows that they're ready to do that. So you don't have a, a rotation. You have, you know, two, two guys right now, maybe two, maybe three. Um, but yeah, so that, that to me is like the number one need is go out and get starting pitching. Um, you've got, you've got some, some bats that are okay, but I'm of the mind that guys like Wisdom and Schwindel are, are better suited as role players mm -hmm. and not, not full-time guys. Um, so yeah, there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot that needs to be done, not just, to, not necessarily to like try to fuel or field a competitive team, but even just mm -hmm. to field a team that's worth watching at all. Yes. So, uh, you know, obviously the other big theme throughout the off season will be, or can they get any of the the guys they let go back? And I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I once somebody, you know, you get rid of somebody like that, the odds of them coming back are very slim. But mm -hmm. I thought since the fans are going to be probably talking about it a lot, do you see any sign that any of those guys, Baez, Rizzo, any of those guys would come back? Um, the only one who I think there's even a remote possibility might be Javi Baez. I think Chris Bryant, there, there was little chance. They, you know, that writing has been on the wall for years now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, I think we all should have known well before he was traded that beyond 2021, Chris Bryant was not going to be on the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, Rizzo, for as much as I think he loves Chicago, loved playing for the Cubs, I think he enjoyed his time with New York, enjoyed his time with the Yankees. I know he has expressed that he, he would like to stay with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But I got to think, too, for him, there's a little bit of a, you know, the Cubs had the chance to extend it before. Mm -hmm. they, they, 
if they really wanted to keep him around, they they had the opportunity to do that and just didn't, I don't think ever really presented him with mm-hmm. an offer that he was going to take seriously. And so I think they kind of, they've squandered that opportunity if, mm-hmm. if they had any desire to bring him back. Um, yes. So that's why, you know, and even Baez, I don't think it's a strong chance, but mm-hmm. I do think, I do think the Cubs, one of the, spots on offense they need to pursue this offseason is at shortstop. And so Baez is naturally going to be in the mix. And given the one thing that might help the Cubs there is given the mess that is the New York Mets organization, mm-hmm. I would hope that Javi Baez, for his own sake, like wherever he lands. Would avoid that, yeah. Exactly, right. You know, see see what's going on in the big picture the fact that they're trying to hire a GM and, and it seems as though nobody wants the job, you know, that he, he's, he can see that. And yes, Francisco Lindor is there and there's that appeal. And I'm sure Javi mm-hmm. likes New York as well, but you know, you, you can't, you can't play for that organization. You got to mm-hmm. go somewhere else, uh, whether that's the Cubs or, or another, another team. Yeah. And it's, well, it's also just one of those things. It's just human nature. Once somebody rejects you, it's very hard to go, you know, I mean, hard to go back and the Cubs right. rejected these guys. Yeah, because in each case, there was the, the, there was the, the, on the table was the possibility of an extension. They had the ability in each case to say, it is important to us that we keep you here in Chicago. So here's mm-hmm. what we're going to do for you financially. And they didn't, you know, and I'm, they had talks and I'm sure they made attempts, but in each case, they, they failed to do that. So for all three of those guys, yeah, I think it's fair to say uh, I sort of feel like I was rejected by this team despite what I helped to accomplish for the franchise, despite what I know I mean to the city, um, their their choice was to move on. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't blame any one of those guys for, for saying I've, the Cubs aren't even on my list. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you talked about the Mets and – their huge struggle to land a GM, but the Cubs did finally get a GM. Uh, Carter Hawkins from Cleveland. And I thought I'd just ask you, what have you heard about uh, Carter Hawkins and do you think it's a good move? Yeah, I think one of the reasons why I like this hire for them is because of what he was able to accomplish while he was in Cleveland with their minor league system. He was a big part of, you know, building up, um, building up that farm system. And so one of the things that's going to help the Cubs, I think, go from kind of being a flash in the pan as far as being competitive to being able to be sustain some success, like truly sustained success is you have to have guys coming up through your farm system that can produce. Uh, they don't have to be all-stars, but you need guys that can get the job done. And you, and you look at organizations like the Dodgers, mm-hmm. I think a big part of why they're where they are is, yeah, they, they go out and they make the big trades like they did at this trade deadline, but they also they have a, a farm system that like produces talent for them and, and on a pretty steady stream of it. And so that's why... Potentially, I like this Carter Hawkins move for the Cubs because I think he's capable of doing that. The only problem is, you know, it's going to be a few years before you can really see 
the, Results, the fruit. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's maybe the downside. I don't know how much he helps the team in the short term, but over the long term, if you're really trying to point toward building, like, again, like I said, um, truly sustainable success, a, a good farm system is, is a big part of how you do it. Yeah. And hopefully that's what will happen. I mean, a guy that just left the organization, Jason McLeod, was, you know, highly touted for building the miners, but it really didn't happen. It really was a failing of the whole Theo Epstein regime was the miners never really did become an asset. No, they, they really didn't. And so, you know, I think McLeod got a lot of praise a few, you know, a few years ago um, when when we had the Javi coming up and Wilson Contreras coming up and Schwarber and all of these guys. But but then, of course, now we have the benefit of, of the bigger picture where it's, it's turned out that no, this, this farm system hasn't been as successful as, as we thought it was going to be. And it certainly has not been successful in terms of, of producing pitching. They've so desperately needed arms coming out of that farm system and they just haven't gotten it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got some potential guys now, but we don't really know. And uh, even with somebody like Adbert Alzali, who, you know, he's going to be entering his fourth season in the major leagues next year. And we're still kind of wondering to ourselves, like when, when are we going to see the Alzali we thought was going to be there? So, um, so yeah, I, I think the time to change things up as far as who's running the farm system, you know, the time is now. And so it's good to see that those moves are being made. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll ask you a couple general baseball questions because like you said it's we're not going to know until the cba about the what the cubs are really going to do so um you spent a lot of time covering the white Sox. kind of a disappointing end of their season do you think tony la russa is a long-term answer uh no. And I mean, no, I, I think number one, I mean, just the obvious reason is his age. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. I know guys have managed up to like age 80 or so, so he would hardly be the first. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, but I, I think there's, there were a few things this past year that, you know, you just, when he, your main, uh, your mean Mercedes hit the, I think it was a grand slam. If I remember right, hits the grand mm-hmm. slam on a three L count and Larusa, kind of that old school baseball mentality shows itself. And he sort of, you know, kind of threw his own guy under mm-hmm. the bus. And then you look at what happened with Mercedes after that. Um, he really never was the same guy. Not that you mm-hmm. can chalk all that up to what Larusa said or did. Um, a lot of that's on Mercedes too, but mm-hmm. um, so there things like that, where you just felt like, Maybe with a different guy at the helm here, some of this would have gone differently. Um, but, you know, the White Sox, they have, they're the classic example of like, there's, they are loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. But I think 
the missing piece for them might be is utilizing that talent in in the way that maximizes it as much as they can. Because there's on, pa- on paper, at least, there's no reason they could not have competed with the Astros mm-hmm. in the division series. But they just they looked like way in over their heads, out of their league. Mm-hmm. And so they need, you know, they need somebody that's going to help push them um, past that level. And I'm just not sure LaRusse is, is that yeah, guy. Yeah. So that, that's what I was, yeah. that's what I was kind of driving at. Yeah. It's just, it felt like something was just slightly missing. And yeah. And it's almost intangible. Like there's just, you can tell, but you can't quite put your finger on what it is, but yeah, it feels like there's something missing. I don't know. Maybe they need uh a veteran like a Ben Zobrist or something to kind of yeah, right. pair with the young guys. Yeah. And I think even before they hired LaRusa, I wondered about somebody like AJ Hinch, um, you know, the job he, somebody like him might've been able to do uh, with that team. I, I think they could have, yeah, they could have had an even better season. Um, but now, you know, the news has come out that, He's 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 coming back in 2022, mm-hmm. so we'll see. But I think over the long term, if they really want to capitalize on this roster that they have, they've got to they've got to make a different choice at manager. Yes. So I guess we'll uh, we'll see. And uh, do you have a per World Series prediction? It's one one uh, right now. Um, before. I think the Charlie Morton injury is going to be really tough mm-hmm. for the Braves to, to work around. And if, you know, Max Freed who pitched in game two last night, he's your other, you know, your other mm-hmm. starter. And if he can't pitch well, um, then that puts, you know, that puts you in a tough spot. I just, so I hate to say it because I, I'd really like to see the Braves mm-hmm. win. They sort of feel like an underdog, and I'm always always happy to root for an underdog, but yeah, given where things are at now, it just feels yeah. like it's it's the Astros. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, I mean, that's what I would lean, but I guess we'll find out. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it. Is I mean, honestly, I didn't think the Braves would get past Milwaukee in the mm-hmm. division series, and here they are. So you know, that's that's the fun part. Is like you you convince yourself that you know what to expect or how something's going to play out. And then it never quite yeah. works that way. Once you get into it, then it's, you know, every, anything can happen. Right. That's the fun. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll just, have you been working on any interesting articles or anything lately? Yeah, actually just, uh, posted something today on the Wilson Contreras, you know, I don't even want to say rumors necessarily, mm-hmm. You know, but the speculation that um, he might be on the trade market if they can't extend him. Yeah. You know, my, my view is is that that's just that's like an untenable approach. You can't, you know, you, you can't trade Wilson Contreras um, and expect to retain any of the fan base that you have at this yes. point. So, yeah, just publish that on Forbes Sports today so um, people can check that out and weigh in with their thoughts and, and, and see what they think. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's, that's the latest well, for me. Okay. And then, yeah, just kind of waiting to see where the world series goes next week. Yeah. That, that's uh, my thoughts. Also do not trade. Please keep Wilson. Yeah. And, bad and, enough. Bad yeah. enough. Everyone else is done. I, yeah. 
I, uh, I, I called it in the, in, in what I wrote, I called it, you know, verging on, you know, being abusive to fans. Yes. Like if you're, you know, if you're going to do that, I, I don't know how you can with a straight face expect that yeah. fans are going to want anything. Please buy, uh, please buy tickets to our games. All right. Our tickets are anything. already, you know, the most expensive in the league, you know, taking a, your family to Wrigley is, it's like, do I pay my mortgage this month or do I go to a baseball yes. game? Um, but yeah, go out and watch this team that's going to lose 120 games. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I know. Well, on that happy uh, Cubs note. <laughs> yeah, the good um, news is it, it surely can only get better from here, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're on the ground level, so. Yeah, yeah. Can only move up. Exactly. So I, um, on Twitter, you are. It's uh, at J Willis, J W Y L L Y S. All right, yeah, and people can follow your stuff, and you'll have lots of uh, interesting off-season articles as we yeah, get into the for sure. hot stove. And thank you, as always, for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am on Twitter at STH85. You can email the podcast at holycowpod at gmail.com holy cow pod at gmail.com you can subscribe to the podcast on the apple podcast app spotify stitcher wherever if you do go on apple i'd love it if you gave me a rating just to let me know you're listening and just yeah give me a rating give me a review let me know what it's working on the pod and what's not working. We'll have more episodes in the off season as moves warrant, you know. Cubs make a big signing. We'll be on it. If there's a strike, we'll be talking about that. Just whatever goes down, we will be here. So, yeah, thanks as always for listening. <laughs>